0: now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Air Back Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay,
1: Watertown, or online.
2: Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of... This product. this product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number, MR283946, MR283886. Watertown Medical License Number, RMD325.
3: B-Pod Studios.
2: The Felger and Mass podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook.
1: The Sports Hub. Are you ready for this? It's Felger and Mass. Oh, stupid, my God. Oh. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5, The Sports Hub. Yeah, it's been really good. It's been normal. Um, I think everything he's done so far has been really good. I think the communication is the most important part um, and trust. I think it all starts with that when you're uh, with a new coach and um, he's done a great job in controlling the room. I feel like everyone's on the same page, uh, just got to continue to do it. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint, so we know that. And he's obviously had great experience in the NFL and at Alabama where I was at, so there's a lot of good stuff that we've talked about and um just looking forward to working with him. Final hour, Felgren Maz. Mac Jones today, addressing the media for the first time this offseason after an early spring practice, asked about the work with Bill O'Brien and how it's gone so far. And he says, It's been normal. It's been normal, which I think was a telling comment. Joining us now on the Volkswagen Dealers Expert Hotline is Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal. The big boy was down at Gillette Stadium today. Would you concur, Greg, that it was normal today down there?
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it seemed like a uh, a very professional, crisp practice, especially from the offensive perspective. The ball was not on the ground very much, which is always a good sign early um, in the off season. And so, yeah, I, I think that it was it was back to normalcy for that side of the ball. I mean, that being said, I will say that you know, my opinion from a thousand feet away and uh, no insight on this is that you know, I. I would term Mac Jones as sort of somewhat distant in this practice. There were times where Bailey Zappi was, you know, taking snaps and, you know, instead of being with other guys on the offense, Mac Jones was sort of off by himself. Uh, I thought it was striking that it was, uh, you know, he was sort of in between Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick sort of off by himself. But later in the practice, Jones spent a lot of time with David Andrews. They were talking with Billy O'Brien. I just thought, you know, I, i uh, It just struck me that that it was it was a little bit tepid that there's some work there to do, but I think they're off to a good good solid start
1: in terms of truly trust and buy-in and all on the same page. you're wondering if they're fully there yet
3: yeah i think I think they're sort of everybody and this includes O'Brien because he he's not a guy who. Um, you know, despite some of his reputation, he's not a guy that steps on a lot of toes. He sort of, you know, walks quietly, it's especially, you know, entering sort of a new situation. He, you know, he def- very much defers to Belichick. And I think it just sort of looks like everybody's tiptoeing around each other. Like they don't, you know, I wouldn't say they're on the greatest of terms right now. I wouldn't say it's bad, but it's just they, they, they're not sure what to make out of each other. And I don't think, to me, it looked like there hasn't been any sort of, you know, clearing of the air sort of thing where everybody's like, all right, it's not like Bill got them together and said, okay, look, I screwed the pooch last year. It's all on me. Uh, Let's all start fresh. Mac, let's go. I, I don't think anything close to that has happened.
2: First glance, Greg, how did Jones look?
3: He looked good. You know, he looked comfortable. I will say that today's practice, and again, I don't want to read too much into one practice because, these things are often scripted, and they're installing different stuff, even though they're, quote-unquote, voluntary. Today just could have been a, uh, a deceptive period because there were a lot of, like, slip screens, quick passes, uh, read options. Like, there was a lot of that stuff. But I will say that um, it seemed like O'Brien's definitely brought stuff from college. Um, there's there, there seems to be an emphasis on using the space all over the field. I thought the, the spacing was really good all over the place. That was an issue big time last year. Um, but I thought that Mac Jones looked very comfortable with what was going on and uh, you know, executed really well.
1: Uh, Bailey Zappi, his usage, did it stand out to you in any way?
3: Yeah, I, I thought, you know, so from observing this the past few years, especially the Cam Newton, Mac Jones year. So I thought it was interesting that, you know, they opened up with, I guess I would term it sort of a jog through of two minute. And I found it interesting that Mac Jones went out with the starters, uh, against the starting defense. And then Tracek Sorley took the second snaps and you're just like, okay, well, I wonder what's going on here. But then Bailey Zappi got the, the, the third snaps but it was back with the starters against the starters. And that's those are the kind of things that went on periodically, sort of under the radar when uh, Mac Jones was competing against Cam Newton. And, you know, it's not in indicative of anything, but I do think, to me, from observing this team, that means that there's still a bit of a competition um you know, going on at some point, we'll see how much they force it as probably training camp goes on. But there's no question that as practice went along, Mac Jones was definitely getting the starter snaps. Uh, Bailey Zappi was definitely getting the backup snaps. I will say I thought Zappi had one impressive uh, out throw where he gassed it a little bit and it sort of, you know, it stood out to me a little bit. So, you know, he he looked comfortable. He looked crisp. Um, you know, I, I thought it was all good things for the offense today.
2: Why did that throw stand out? Because did he show a stronger arm than Jones has? Uh,
3: I wouldn't say that. You know, Settle down, definitely Naz. because I know where you're going with this, <laughs> yes, Maz, exactly. and I'm not going to fuel you and Murray with your vendetta against Mac Jones. Um, But it was definitely for Zappi, who I don't think zipped the ball very much last year. It showed me that, you know, he's been working on some things. Still, probably the biggest thing that stands out about him is he's freaking small. I mean, Jones looks like a giant compared to these other two guys, um, you know, relatively speaking. And uh, Zappi also had trouble with uh, pressure and seeing over the line a few times. A few sacks, a few pressures.
0: Greg, so Christian Gonzalez, the rookie corner, the first-round pick, wasn't there today, and I would think that, you know, a rookie needs to be there as many practices as possible. He feels like the guy where he was drafted is going to be important to the defense. Do you have those same kind of concerns at all?
3: Uh, a little bit, Jim, but, you know, in in my experience from covering these things, a lot of these guys coming from college have things that they need to finish up, whether it's, you know, graduation requirements or graduation itself. And so it's it's hard to read into it also – You know, I think the schedule was changed around a little bit, um, you know, since they got busted, so that might have also factored into it. But, yeah, definitely disappointing not to see, you know, Gonzalez and and White out there, you know, their top two picks um, that that they have uh, certainly a lot of high hopes for, I would think. One thing on the rookies, I will say probably the thing that jumped out to me the most today is, you know, Marte Mapu, uh, is out there in a red jersey. I think he had pectoral um, surgery in the offseason. Um, despite all that, during the jog-through session, he was out there as first-team sub-linebacker, which is to me, it's unheard of that they have a, a, a rookie who's not even healthy out there taking those kind of snaps. To me, that says they have huge plans for that kid.
2: Greg, he's really
1: small, right?
3: Uh, I mean, I, I, he looks like a linebacker to me. I mean, I know he played safety, but you know, he looks, he, you know, he's, he looks like a typical rookie. He's not defined yet. He has another two, three, four years worth of growing and filling out, but, um, you know, he was, he would, he would motion out with the, with the back out of the backfield. Um, you know, it's sort of like, you know, uh, a smaller, probably a little bit more athletic as far as quickness, straight out running, you know, Jamie Collins type of guy. Like, you know, which I think is good because I think Jamie got, you know, a little bit too big um, and wasn't quite as athletic as he was early on in his career as his career went on.
1: Uh, Greg, would you make a Bill Belichick's real ringing endorsement in support of Joe Judge today during his presser?
3: Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was, you know, typical Bill, and he's, you know, he's protecting one of his guys. I mean, his guy, his handpicked guy, screwed up and cost the team and cost himself. And and uh, but, you know, Bill's going to go down with his guys, as we saw last year, one way or the other. And um, so it didn't surprise me very much. Uh, he loves. He, he loves Joe Judge. Um, I will say, in my experience from from talking to people around the team. I think Bill's one of the few that that has that belief in Judge. But, he, you know, we've seen it. Bill has developed blind spots for certain people. It cost him last year. I, I don't think it's going to cost him this year. I mean, it has to this point. But in the big picture, you know, Joe Judge was mostly, like, exiled to the to the other practice field, watching over the kickers, barking special team stuff during those sessions. Um, at one point, I, I, I did see him over near the offense, and I wanted to see if Mac Jones like w- winged a ball at his head or anything like that. Nothing like that happened, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely a different uh, job responsibility for Judge this year.
1: And how would you think about Belichick and the way he answered the questions about losing those OTA practices and? in the past and not even, you know, budging an inch on that thing.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I would, I I heard some of what you had to say earlier. I would concur with you. I mean, it's, you know, he's the only coach in the NFL that can get away with answering uh, questions like that. I mean, he's just, you know, you just wished on occasion that he would show a little bit more of his human side. I mean, you know, how much, how much more good would it have done this team, especially the quarterback If he just would have come out at some point and just, you know, landed on the grenade and just said, look, I thought the offense was going to work last year. It's, it didn't. It's on me. Blame me. Everybody else has, everybody has a clean slate now. We're starting over again. We're not talking about last year. It's over with. We're going forward. But of course he doesn't do anything like that. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't reprimand his coach that screwed the team. Like it's just typical Bill stuff.
2: Greg, some of the early tweets we saw coming out of there said that Kendrick Bourne was a real active, you know, part of the of the workout today. Did you see the same thing? Was he because his, his drop off last year was one of the real, you know, I would say undercovered stories, if we can say that. But what was it like with him today?
3: Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, to me, it was typical, you know, Kendrick Bourne, you know, when he's not. Relegated to the doghouse for you know whatever reason. I mean I've always been a big fan of of Kendrick. I think he's a really good player. I think Mac really likes him. He could be a real weapon on this team. And I think you know it was his usage among other things was one of those things that got out of sorts last year. I thought that I thought that Tyquan Thornton looked a little thicker uh, as did Cole Strange. Um, I, I thought that Tyquan Thornton did a nice job. Um, they're throwing a variety of guys out there uh, the two tight ends were out there a lot together we saw some six offensive linemen work they're touching on a uh, a bunch of things of course um, the Malik Cunningham uh, worked at solely at wide receiver the quarterback from Louisville until very late the opportunity session very late so you know they're getting everybody in the mix I thought you know Pierre Strong was featured a lot Ty Montgomery was you know we saw a little bit of Robinson um, you know it's just initial in, sort of initial impression from watching this team. And, again, they were missing a lot of their marquee players today, which was disappointing. But, you know, with what was assembled, you're just like, well, you know, they got a long ways to go. How how many impact guys, you know, do they have? And they're, they're going to have to use everybody and every blade of grass, I think, to be productive on offense this year. And, and that's what it seems like they're working towards.
1: Okay, big boy. Good phone. You on a landline? Yeah.
3: Uh, it's sort of like one of those internet phones, somewhat oh, landline.
1: Screw that. This is this an internet connection? Oh, it sounds good. Yep. Who cares? It sounds good. You're right. It does sound good. Well, if it's an internet connection, I don't trust it. <laughs> if it's a corded phone, I trust it. If it's an internet It's better thing,
3: than my cell, so I, I went with this.
1: And can go F itself. You sounded great. Forget the phone. I don't trust the big boy. Bedard, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Anytime. See you guys. Okay. Couple things there. You know, the body language there with Mac Jones, still a little tentative there with Mac Jones and Belichick and the the all that sort of stuff. Yeah,
0: Zappi, better arm than Mac Jones. Yeah. Uh, he
1: didn't say that.
0: That's how I no, took it. Well, that's
1: how I took it. Yes, obviously, it's how <laughs> that's you how I took heard it. Also. All right. Uh, get back to that. You have a couple of Patriots calls on the board, I see. We'll get that in the Celtics. Uh, open line if you want it at 617 779 0985. To you after this. September 2nd, Lil
4: Baby presents It's Only Us tour. Made it at the treasure, this type of life At I TD Garden, get ready for an epic summer Lil Baby's IOU Tour Has finally Touched
0: down It's Lil Baby, live in concert Featuring the Patrick King LaRue Rilo Rod And Honcha
2: yes.
4: Tickets are on sale now At Ticketmaster.com Brought to you by Mammoth Live and AG Touring Belger
5: and Mazz continues on the Sports Hub. Bill, can you uh, help us understand what Joe Judge's role will be with the team this year? Uh, yeah, he'll do whatever I ask him to do. Uh, it might change from time to time. He'll be involved in a lot of things.
3: Will he have a, a focus, like kicking game?
5: He'll be involved in a lot of things. Is he... You have a title yet? Is he assistant head coach? Yeah, we'll announce our staff. You know, we've got a couple things to still work out, but announce it soon. Is, is his situation, though, similar to like, what you had Michael Lombardi do? Yeah, every situation is different. I mean, Mike, ne- well, Mike never coached. He yeah. yeah, did a lot of things for her, right? You had the stuff, yeah. Joe's great. Joe's great. Smart guy, got a lot of experience. We'll do whatever, whatever we need him to do, and he can do a lot. So, he will.
1: So the Joe Judge Matt Patricia thing is not over because Joe Judge is still here. What's he doing, Bill? What's his role? Whatever.
5: Oh uh, Yeah, he'll do whatever I ask him to do.
1: Whatever I ask him to do. Like I said, it's the gimp down in the basement. <laughs> Quasimodo's freaking henchman. Whatever I ask, Rocco, whatever I ask him to do.
2: The only way that comment could have been worse is if he said he does whatever I tell him to
1: do
0: right. instead of ask. But it's pretty much the same thing. So what? He's going to come out of his personal bad, bathroom and hand him a plunger? Yeah, you're going to want to take care of it. <laughs>
1: Whatever I ask him to do.
5: Oh, uh, yeah. He'll do whatever I ask him to do.
1: Ay, ay ay. He doesn't even. Bill, I may have understood how badly that sounded, but it's like, it's just. Are you here? Are you here for the most qualified people to make your team better? Or No, no. He
2: just wants people to do what he tells them to you do. He just
1: right? want do boys, cheap do boys. Yeah. Hey, Joe,
2: you want to have a lunch? Hey, all right. Just go over and clean that table for him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Joe's great. Smart, a lot of experience. He can do a lot, and he will. Great. So still Joe Judge. But meanwhile, he's mostly here because he's cheap, basically free labor. And kiss his ass. And he will kiss the ass like you read about. It wasn't it wasn't but a year ago that Joe Judge basically told you exactly what his job was. I just so just put that comment from Bill Belichick. What's Joe Judge's role? Whatever I ask him to do. With what Joe Judge said last year. You have that cut again, Jimmy? The assistant coach's job is real simple. Make the head coach happy. Oh, it's just embarrassing. It's like, yeah, it's just such an insight into what Bill is going on down there on his staff. And the other thing earlier that was uh, that I gave you a few minutes on, go, go to the podcast if you want the full rant, but I, I just thought, Bill, on this small thing where they lost a couple OTA practices, and the way he answered those questions today I think is just so unique and not in a good way, but so unique that he is the only coach in the league and maybe in sports that could get away with what he does, which is completely skirt any sort of responsibility or accountability. He So, again, they lost the two practices over Memorial Day weekend because Bozo here, Joe Judge, scheduled workshops that were outside of a four-hour window that players were allowed to – or, you know, that uh, – They couldn't be in the building for more than four hours. And Judge, with these stupid workshops, had them there for more than four hours. They got caught, and they lost some practices. And Bill lost $50,000 because of it. So Bill was asked about it. We put a couple different questions and answers together. It's hard to hear the questions, but this is just a sample of what it sounded like today on that issue down at Gillette.
5: All right. Well, it's good, to, you know, good to get back on the field here today. Uh, you know, in a situation uh, with some scheduling and phase two, uh, so.
3: so. you, you mentioned that working things out from the phase two. Um, can you just explain from your standpoint what?
5: That's in the past. We moved on. Looking forward to getting out on the field today, Mike.
3: And it's everything. With, did Joe Judge, were you on board with everything he was doing?
5: We're looking forward to getting out on the field today. All in the past those two OTAs, how does that affect preparation, if at all, for this upcoming season? Uh, it'd be a long weekend. <laughs> Thanks relaxing. <for announcing. laughs> was it disappointing to lose those two OTAs? Yeah, we're looking forward to getting out there today.
2: Just judging from your tenor regarding Joe and the OTA stuff, would it be unfair for folks who read the reporting on it to conclude Joe's regarding
5: yeah, the whole situation's in the past, it's resolved, and we moved on. So, so like I said, it was three phase two meetings. Yeah. So I'm
2: just
4: your words about Joe make it seem as
2: if, you know what, it's just not one person that someone should be. Look,
5: involved. I'm responsible for it, so that's it. All right.
1: Fair enough. In the past, we're moving on. In the past, looking forward. In the past, we're moving on. We're looking forward to being out there today. Like, it's just... I mean, all he had to do was just say a couple of sentences like, yeah, we messed something up there, and so we're looking forward to getting back on the field and making up for lost time. Simple as that. No one is to blame. We're all to blame, and we're sorry it happened, you know, because we missed some time, but we're good, and we're going to try and make it up today. That's all he had to do. Talk like a human being. Yeah. As opposed to the defiance. Oh, my God. It's in the past. Moving on. In the past. moving. I don't think there's any coach in any other, on any other team would be allowed to get away with it. First of all, most of them would just take it upon themselves that something that affected the team of the organization would just, okay, as part of my job here as coach, manager, I'm supposed to speak for the organization on these kind of matters, so I'm going to speak to it. I don't have to give you state secrets, but I have to give you a few words on it because that's part of my job. The vast majority of coaches and managers would feel that responsibility and live up to that responsibility. Not this guy. And then the others that wouldn't would be a, have to answer to a manager or an owner a, like a general manager or an owner that would say, we expect, you know, a, just a level of humility on this one. Just a small meds, a small deal, small thing, but not here. The bill's allowed to do that whenever he wants. And it's amazing. I think he's the only guy that's allowed to handle it the way that he handles it. What you just said is in the past. Let's move on. <laughs> <All right. laughs> anyway, back to calls on everything. Mark and Easton has been waiting patiently, Mark. Thank you for hanging on. What do you got?
3: No problem, fellas. Um, you guys know me. I'm not a fan of Matt Jones, but God, does he sound like the adult in the room between the two of them? It's amazing how much more poised and like professional he sounds versus Bill. And you mean this, now? Like how, you know, yeah, he's yes. been like that yes for today a while, but yeah, yeah, today and in the past, really, he's just been more courteous, and it's amazing that Bill, you know, hates Mac for being bad at his job, but loves Joe Judge, who's. Worse at his job than <laughs> Mac Jones has ever been at his.
1: Excellent point, Mark. Great point. Excellent. Joe Judge blows harder than Mac Jones could ever dream of blowing. And uh, Bill's all in on Joe Judge. Why? He's cheap and he keeps his mouth shut and, and kisses the ring and the ass. Mac Jones, just the opposite. So Mac, but caller. When you say that Mac Jones handles himself with more maturity and professionalism than Bill Belichick on this, uh, Maz has a problem with that.
2: Yeah, again, like I'll give you this so far this year, okay, or this season. Today. Yeah, Yeah, today. Today, (laughs) right. uh, Today. Last year? Oh, stop, would you please? He was a freaking child. All he did was he threw a tantrum every time something went wrong. He didn't exactly handle adversity well. And by the way, how do you think that affected the team? Like what, here goes Mac again, losing his
1: crap. I think most players were with Mac Jones on
2: this. Yeah, not, um, not all. Not all? I didn't say all. Not all. I said and the hang of
1: five. I said most.
2: Yeah, and is that the time, though, to lose your crap? Like, on the field, yelling at the coach? Meaning, Patricia, not Bill.
1: No, I understand. In week, f- whatever he started doing that, week 14, it had
2: enough? Yeah, play the game. When it's time to play the game, play the game. And then afterward, you, can, you and your teammates can go get ice cream together and bitch. That's what you do. Go get your little fribbles,
1: Jay, in New Hampshire on the Celtics. Hi, Jay.
5: How's it going, guys? Okay. Uh, so very quickly, I'm going to try to do this in 20 seconds or less. I was, I'm not a giant basketball guy, but I not hear Coach Rozula say that? Uh, that could be played, who's concerned with they were taking too many easy twos. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was a wet dream for a team. That- uh, apparently in his world, that is, th- th- no, we don't want any part of that. By the way.
2: Let me stop you. The, uh, I
1: mean, that was part of his. Yes. Did you have that, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We weren't making shots. We were making layups. So this is March 3rd. It's the first cut we played, Kev. I don't know how that's labeled there for you. But uh, March 3rd. They blew that big lead to Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and when asked about it after the game, he said, I knew I was in trouble. Well, listen to this. I knew I was in trouble. We were getting too many easy twos. Go ahead.
4: Is there something like, is there a matter of you guys hitting shots but not liking the way you're playing? Does it seemed like shots were going down, but it seemed like the style was getting a little... <sighs> it's hey.
3: funny you say that. I actually was more nervous in the beginning of the game because we shot less threes, and they were shooting more. And so they were 2-for-11, and we were only, I think it was maybe 3-for-6. So I was actually worried because we were scoring, but it wasn't because we were making shots. It was because we were getting layups.
1: Stop. <laughs> worried
0: about
3: them. Oh, You're thinking no. that
2: line. They
1: were
3: worried about all the layups they were getting,
1: and they didn't like that they were 3-for-6 from behind the line. Really nice, efficient, 50% shooting percentage. But they didn't like the fact that they were 3-for-6, and Brooklyn was 2-for-11. Because, again, in their world, 2-for-11 is better than 3-for-6. Correct. Yeah, no, no, we were scoring, but it wasn't because we were making shots, we were getting layups. Again, That go back and listen to him after the game on March 3rd when they blew that lead to Brooklyn and you understand exactly how they want to play and make, how they play in the playoffs. That makes perfect sense. I mean, the only way it could have been worse is if we were making
2: dunks. <laughs> I mean, then, like, then everything's completely screwed.
1: Final segment of your wonderful phone calls comes your way after Murray's update. It's Mikey V and Gianna. You Gotta electrify your next adventure behind the wheel of an all-new 2023 Jeep Wrangler or Grand Cherokee 4xE model.
0: Yes, with a nearly silent all-electric range, instant torque for increased performance, Ooh. and powerful drive models. I mean, the choice is clear.
1: It is Jeep season.
2: Upgrade today and get a $7,500 tax credit and more offers end May 31st.
0: Third-party incentives subject to change without notice. Confirm information, accuracy, and availability. Consult tax professional for details and eligibility requirements. See dealer for details. Take delivery by 531-23.
5: We're back with more
0: Belger
4: and Mads. The Boston Celtics are who we thought they were. They got to the moment and they did not look like they were ready for the moment. Uh, All of a sudden, all the shots were short again. Um, All of a sudden, uh, they looked like they couldn't play basketball with their left hand again. Um, all of a sudden, they looked like exactly who we thought they were. I, I texted a friend earlier, and I told a friend earlier, like, I, I, it would not shock me if if Boston go out here and choke because they're going to go back home. They're going to feel like, oh man, we home, and they're going to feel like they won already. Like when I saw. Like, if, if, if I'm on Miami's team and I saw the way they were celebrating and, like, the things they were doing after game six, I'm immediately showing this to my teammates. Like, yo, look at these dudes. Like, they think they already won something. Like, let's go smack them. Like, because they already won. They th- look at them. Like, look at their body language. So if they think they won already, we go smack them.
1: Put aside the source there for a second. I know it's hard to. Draymond Green, who you hate. I get it. He hates you, so, yeah. Not exactly an unbiased opinion. However, it's an opinion that Big Jim Murray concurs with 100%. Am I correct in saying that? That is correct,
0: yeah. And I think the ending that they got is ultimately what they deserved. And no one should have been surprised by it, because I think this is the, what this team has been, especially since the All-Star break. They're front runners, And they did act like they won the whole damn thing on Saturday night after they stole game six, because I think they expected the Heat to act like they would have in that situation. Oh, They're going to be mentally crushed after that. We got game seven. All we got to do is show up. And how many times have they lost games just thinking they can just show up and we'll beat you with the talent. But, no, that's not the heat. So, you know, like I wasn't all that surprised by it. It was just so them that, of course, they give you this big tease, down 3-0, looking at a sweep. They bring it to game seven. They crawled back, and then they blow it in game seven. And basically it was like a no-show of a game.
1: So Big Jim Murray had an opus of a uh, uh, Celtics rant. At uh, 3 o'clock, go back and listen to it on the podcast. I recommend it. 98.5, thesportsup.com, or the app. Again, I'll just give you the bullet points. Tatum and Brown are fake superstars. True or false, Miss? Uh,
2: False. Half false. Uh, Tatum's a superstar. Brown isn't, but Tatum is. Want
1: to elaborate on that quickly, Murray?
0: Well, I think that Tatum has the talent, but he's too soft. I don't think he's wired the right way. There's no killer instinct there. And I just think this is what you're going to see. Like the Carmelo Anthony comparisons are apt like yeah wildly talented but you just don't have that it thing i mean durant too durant had to like fly around go to the golden state warriors and go to a super team to finally get that ring that's probably what's going to happen with jason tatum and then brown i think he got exposed as a fake superstar because of the lack of talent i mean his performance at game seven was pathetic eight turnovers eight turnovers and like you said earlier all you gotta do is make him go left to get those turnovers that's bad
1: murray said you're never going to win with these two
0: not here. I mean, again, they'll have to go somewhere else, and Tatum will have to be the Durant on another super team. I just don't. I don't see it happening here. This thing's trending the wrong way. Game six was a fake win, he said. Yeah, they stole that one. And okay, fine, the Celtics played to the buzzer. But when you shoot twenty percent from three, when that's your calling card, and you kept coming, come, coming out and trying to win Game Seven the same effing way. They stole that game. That thing should have been over Saturday night.
1: This team is made up of babies and front runners. Maz. true. Uh, he asks, why is Tatum skating? Why is Tatum skating from criticism? Uh, 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 Other than Philadelphia game seven, Tatum sucked this postseason. Why is he not getting more criticism? I think this is fair. I think it was in, uh, you know, just assessing game seven, it was easy to let him off because he was uh, obviously pretty banged up. Yeah, so there was going to be some recency
0: bias bias there. Sorry to cut you off, but like with Brown, because Brown was so bad in game seven. But, I mean, if you look at the greater overall picture of the postseason, Tatum, like, and especially in the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter losses to, to Miami in this last series,
1: it was terrible. Murray believes this is going to continue to trend the wrong way with these two and this team. So what does that mean next year, Murray?
0: Well, they'll be out in that second round.
1: So you so, you think that's a possibility?
0: Yeah, yeah. Finals last year. And this year, it's the ECF. And then next year, it'll be like, you know, round two against Philly or whoever.
1: Okay, full rant. Go to the podcast. I'll zip through these calls here before we hit the final word. Uh, so be quick, please. Lewis and Lawrence on the seas. What do you got? I said Lewis. Okay. Is he up, uh, Jimmy, just to make sure before I hang up on him? Okay. You can call us back. Uh, we got Don in Nashua. Hi, Don.
3: Hey, guys. Uh, I want to bring up uh, Ankle Gate. You know, uh, Tatum had his chance. He could have limped off the court, went in, got taped up, and then all the crowd would have been, oh, my God. And then when he come out, he would have been the big hero, and, you know, the Celtics would have won. Well, that's my Disneyland anyway.
1: So he should have taped it up? I don't even get what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I more think, theatrics,
0: you know, yeah. more tape. Bring him out in a wheelchair, like like Pierce uh, a million years ago. Like, what is that? What you're looking for?
2: Yeah, I just think again, I you know, I don't doubt that he was hurt. You never heard me say he was faking it. I don't think that for a second. I think he legitimately had a problem, and got worse throughout the course of the game. I also think he made it clear that it was bothering him, and I I don't know that that's always the best way to do it.
1: He played it up a little bit.
2: Yeah, when you're playing a game seven, don't let your teammates know that you're hurting. Christian in Foxborough
1: on the Patriots. Hi, Christian.
2: Hey, what's going on? Um, yeah, I knew Judge had a,
5: somewhat of a role here, but to hear Bill say, yeah, he's going to be involved in a lot of things. I mean, just as a fan, I mean, if you don't get scared, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Have a good one.
1: Uh, I, I missed what he said in the middle there. I'm sorry. That Joe
0: Judge, Bill Belichick did say today that, that Joe Judge is going to be involved in a lot of things. Yeah. And he said if you don't get scared as a Patriots fan hearing that, well, maybe you're not paying attention, but that's true. He'll be involved in a lot of things. Like, well, what else?
1: Agreed. Yeah. Bill will do it just to be stubborn. You think he sucks? I don't care. Right, It's my guy. I'm going to give him this assignment. And he'll screw it up. He'll, he'll like, do what I tell him to do. The reason I zoned out there if for a second is that I do have a uh, developing opinion or late-breaking opinion on Tatum and the injury that uh, I haven't articulated. But, Vinny, can you just cue up the injury again? Because I, 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 the more I look at it, the more I think it's a possibility. That was Gabe Vincent on the on the deck, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. I think Gabe Vincent kept his leg out there on purpose. And I don't think that he uh, – now that I just see that angle, maybe he didn't. I don't know. Gabe Vincent could have gotten his – he could have got his legs out of the way. And I think he kept them out there. And if Tatum tripped on him, then he tripped on him. All the better. Let's see this again. And not that he meant to do it. Uh, so then I'm just seeing a reel of Ugh. wincing. Yeah. No, but the, the, the original thing, I just sort of wonder because Gabe Vincent's leg outstretch – I wonder if he just kept it out there.
2: Yeah, i rule out
1: nothing when it comes
2: to crap like that.
1: Which isn't dirty. It's kind of smart. But, yeah, just leave the leg out there. And if he trips over, he trips over.
2: It's not my fault. I mean, look, no, two, no two injuries are alike. Vincent had one earlier in the series and missed the next game. And it was a similar kind of thing. He rolled his ankle outward. Now, he played in the next two games after that. But you know what? He was never really the same factor in the series that he was before that. So, again, I don't doubt that the injury was legit. He
1: left like, his leg out there.
0: Maybe those fancy shoes you, his, that he was so proud of, too, just aren't as supportive as he thought either. Hmm? Oh, are those the new JT uh, whatever? Sure are. The JT uh, ones. Mm. And also, you know, even if you find it dirty, what are you in a game seven with this team for? No, no,
1: no. I'd say, I'm just saying yeah. I don't find it dirty. I find yeah. it. Well, I'm just, he, I just got knocked to the ground. I'm going to leave my leg out there. If he trips on it, he trips on it. I don't know. It's kind of a thing a tough team would do or like a smart team would do. Oh, I don't rule that out for a second. Again. But the fact that you went seven allowed for the possibility of you getting an injury. The point is, you should have wiped these guys out in five, and it wouldn't come down to Troy Vincent and his leg on the ground. Nassan in Nashua. Yes, Nassan. Or Hassan. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Hassan. No problem. There's another thing, too. Didn't Jimmy
2: Butler also roll his ankle in the game,
3: too? And then he was asked if his ankle is 100%. He responds, nobody cares. You don't either. I'm still expected to do my job at a high level if I take the floor, which I will. I just want to juxtapose that with Tatum's response, too, to his ankle.
5: And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you.
1: That's n- no further comment necessary. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mindset of one versus the mindset of the other. It's a good point. Todd in Amherst. Go ahead, Todd.
2: Yes. Uh, where is Gallinari, And will he be back
1: next year? And- Gallinari, I'll just stop right there. Gallinari, He's still under contract, yeah. Well... I mean, do we know that because he
0: posted today, and you know italian mess he uh, he <laughs> he did tweet my fifteenth season in the nBA is over, and then he had this whole you know Instagram-y type post I would have liked to play I would have liked to debut in this jersey in front of these amazing fans blah blah blah, but he finished with the hashtag atuto batori what does that mean
2: atuto uh, to everyone and i don't know what batori is I'd have to look that up how do you spell it
0: uh a t u t t o m o t o r e atuto
2: oh to everyone love
0: Oh.
1: Well, either. either love, to not,
0: every, love to everyone.
2: He's, so he's
1: he's, he's, gone. Gone.
2: he's
0: gone.
1: He's gone. He's the first Celtic gone. Interesting. on. Oh, uh, I, I guess. Yeah, I didn't even know this happened. No, me neither. So uh, I'm sorry, Caller. I guess I should have kept John for an extra second to find that out. How do you feel about Gallinari being out?
2: Oh, do- it doesn't bother me a ton. You should be able to win it without Gallinari.
3: Uh Neil and Wilbur. But these go- are
1: very bad. that They, they happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Neil and Wuber, Go, Neil. Uh, yeah.
3: Every- uh, thanks, guys. Uh, everyone's upset about um, the over-reliance on the three, including me. Um, I don't expect any um, accountability from the Celtics players, really, because it's done from the brass, in my opinion, uh, the defiance at the podium. Uh, so I think that sets an example for the players. Uh, the other comment I want to meet, uh, make, though, about the three, right, is what they don't do. Why can't cannot Rob Williams face up at 10 feet? And okay,
1: well, I'll stop you there. We've been talking about that for a while. Can he develop a little bit of an offensive you know, game? Yeah,
2: just something that makes him useful in the half court, other than running up high to set a pick and then running to the rim. I mean, that's it. That's the extent of his offensive game. And he's a good passer. So if you can give him something that the defense has to actually honor when he's got the ball in his hands, I mean, it opens up passing lanes. It does all kinds of
1: stuff. Zebo in California. Yes, Zebo. Ma, I we make a try, Ma. Good one to Brahma. You know, Phil with what Tatum, Andre. I'm going to stop. I didn't even know what he was oh, talking Did you understand any of that, man? No, zero. Uh, Robin Lemonster. Go ahead, Rob.
5: Hey, a um, couple things. I agree with you on the uh, Vincent stretching his leg out, leaving it there. Secondly, Hassan stole my thunder about Tatum's comment, him being a shell of himself. So I have to switch gears. What do you, Why didn't the Celtics... Uh, adjust to the zone after the Philly series.
1: Why haven't they done it for three years? You got me. I mean, I'm blown away by that one too. So it's that simple. Just play zone and you beat the Celtics. So like any eighth grade team could beat them. (laughs) That's all you do in grammar school. (laughs) Pretty much. Chris and Methuen, your thoughts.
3: Hey guys, two quick comments. Number one, I just wanted to say Jimmy
5: Butler earned a lot of respect for me in this series. Good. Huge guy. Love me a dog. Number two, All I hear is a huge Boston fan. All I hear is Celtics this, Celtics that. Celtics lost this series, and the Heat absolutely deserved to win this series. The Heat are dogs. I don't know why they're an underdog against Denver. They're dogs. They're gritty and they're coming. And the Celtics choke this away. The Heat, the Heat earned it, and the Celtics blew it. Simple as that. Let's focus on next year.
1: For all the Heat whining I get around here, you would love that team. Oh, they would be so fun to root for You would love them. You would love them. I said this yesterday, Murray, this is what they wanted the Bridges to be. Yeah. Right. Tough. Right. Yeah. Tough underdog, well-coached, smart, competitive, beating teams that are better than them all the way, you know, all the way to conference finals and and uh, NBA finals. Like that's what you wanted that Bridgie team to be. And it wasn't, uh, you would love this team embody everything that you want them to embody. frankly, both florida teams that you lost to oh right you would embrace you would love i mean talk about two teams that play the quote-unquote right way not to cross sports but the panthers the florida panthers that that's how you play playoff hockey they are grinding it out they are terrific to watch and uh the heat you would love you would love that team i don't know how you don't root for jimmy butler at this stage with what he sort of stands for you're a diaper baby that's how oh Man, I'm not looking at you. No, 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 I know what you mean. The the diaper baby's at large.
2: I was going to say, oh, oh, no, because I I misinterpreted what you say. (laughs) I was going to say, I am rooting for him. I'm a diaper baby, and I do have a dump in
1: my shorts. (laughs) Chris in Rochester, finish us off today, Chris. What do you got? Hey, guys,
2: thanks for taking the call. Um, I have had just as much time to reflect on the Celtics' loss as anyone else, but I've come to two conclusions. One is if Smart makes another pass, across court through the defense, I'm going to lose my mind. Why do these guys have to only take threes? Is there any rule in the book that says they have to? And two, if Jaden if Brown doesn't stop dribbling with his knees, I'm going to absolutely lose my other mind. The other thing I want to no, say- I'll
1: just that's enough okay. losing of your mind. The thing on the threes, we gave you the answer. Yeah, it's- there is a rule. Yeah, it yeah. is. The the analysts determine the more threes, the better. And when the in three doubt. The three-point
3: attempt rate is the most important stat in the game of basketball.
1: We gave you the answer. The Celtics believe the three-point attempt rate is the most important stat in basketball, so they go and do every game, saying, "The more threes you take, the better." Which is why Charles Barkley watches them and says, "Dumbass, this team is stupid." Yeah, dumbass Celtics. But that's it. Yeah, no, no. Again, we were scoring,
2: but it's not because we were making shots. We We were making layups. We were were scoring too easily. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that one's going in the Hall of Fame. All right. Wow, what a comment.
3: Final word comes. This summer will be the most fun and safest with swim lessons from British Swim School. Offering swim lessons to babies and kids across the U.S., British Swim School gives you the confidence to let your little ones enjoy pools and lakes safely. British Swim School has highly trained instructors who specialize in fun and gentle teaching in a small class environment. Sign up for classes now at BritishSwimSchool.com. That's BritishSwimSchool.com. British Swim School. Make a splash.
1: expert analysis. Uh, not from this talk radio crazy. is hard-hitting questions. What am I, like the freaking abrasive police here? The caller's bringing knowledge to the table. Maz, the adults are talking. It's time to recap this four-hour show in four minutes. It's the final word on Felger and Maz on 98.5 The Sports Hub.
0: Final word brought to you by Town Fair Tire. If you're looking for the best deal on tires, there's only one place to go. Town Fair Tire, the best prices and great free services. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Nobody. Well... Uh, you know, I had a lot of things to get off my chest as it pertains to the Celtics. Wasn't here the last few days. Missed uh, being able to talk about games six and seven. So I was back, and one of the things I did want to talk about was Jason Tatum's injury in game seven. How he was skating. Yes, real injury. Yes. But was he playing it up a bit? Yeah, I believe that, too. <sighs> oh no, I, I want you guys to know I'm hurt. So just, I mean, I'm here, but I just... <sighs> I, I, do, do you see that? The camera's... <sighs> so make, make... You think he was playing it up? I just dunked. I'm able to dunk, guys. I was able to dunk. I'm not going to take myself out of the game. Do you mean...
2: See, I'm with Murray on this. I felt the same way yesterday. I felt like he let you know it. He did. He let you know it.
0: Opportunity for his flu game, but you get the boohoo game. That's what you got from Jason Tatum. I'm here, though. I'm here. I mean, I'm good enough to be here. But... Hold on, it's tough for me to type.
1: What if, I mean, what, do, what would Mac Jones and Jason Tatum sound like in the same hallway? Come
2: on. <laughs> Hold on
1: let me walk by you, Mac. <laughs> 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 uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs>
0: Here though. It's tough for me to type. <laughs> I got through these headlines here. It's,
1: oh. Oh, it's that noise in particular. <laughs> I like right, speaking of the headlines. Guess who got first team reps today? Guess who got first team reps for the Patriots? Details here in the update. We come back. I got a uh, a hard take for you on Jalen Brown. Don't go. Anywhere. Okay. Ooh, now all, we're right, talking. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's a bunch of grab assing around. <laughs> it's the stub your toe noise.
2: Yeah. <sighs> 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 you do you kind of sort of like a suck in and hiss. Yeah. <sighs> That's great. <laughs> All right, here comes the baseball hour, Maz. What do we got? Jared Carabas, crabgrass. Carabas, ah, Carab, crabgrass in studio. It's uh, it's Wednesday with Carabas. We get a lot to get to. Starting with the black hole that is first base for the Red Sox.
1: Awesome. That comes your way in just 90 seconds. Without commercial interruption, just an update from Murray. Then you get Karabas and Maz. We're back at it tomorrow at 2. We'll talk to you fine folks then. See you. Bye.